is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this New Year's, January 3rd. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast starting out the new year of 2023. Hope you had a great holiday season. A little break from all the work and hectic lifestyles around the holidays. We've got a bunch of rain coming down here. It's 60 some degrees out and it's January the 3rd in the Midwest. I'll take rain over snow any time of the week. Hey, thanks for joining us. These are your top five headlines as we begin the new year. Let's start off with headline number five. Cosmo magazine promotes gender-neutral baby names, saying male-female binary is tired. Fox News, Cosmopolitan magazine released a new article on Wednesday recommending 100 gender-neutral names for your future heir with a list including baby names such as Remy, Justice, and Maddox. It's 2022, and more so than ever, people are engaging in open conversations about gender fluidity and actively working to break the very tired male-female binary. And that naturally includes baby names. The piece begins. Meantime, the top baby names 50 years ago. Is your name on it? Fox News. The Social Security Administration, which started compiling baby name lists in 1997, has retroactively identified 200 of the most popular first names given to boys and girls in the 1970s. Social Security Administration combed through the millions of records and found which names were most prevalent for Gen X babies born between 1970 and 1979. Okay, so... uh, This is what we got here in uh, 2023. The culture now has degraded to the point where we don't believe or we have some psychosis that there's more than two genders, that for some reason male and female are tired. For some reason we need to have the discussion of gender fluidity And uh, this is a a sure sign that the uh, culture is declining, similar to Rome, immorality, absurdities, the ideas that there's more than two genders, which if you look at the chromosomes, it will tell you male and female very clearly. This is the fact that people believe that there are more than two genders is a very troubling situation in 2023. Don't you think so? All right, headline number four. Behold, here's the conservative trait shared by the happiest Californians. Red state. The survey appears to bring a lot of good news for the Golden State with six California cities landing in the top 10 with Sunnyvale ranking the highest. Smart Asset found the top 10 California cities overall had lower percentage of people living in poverty, higher marriage rates, and lower violent crime rates. 
but hiding among the smart asset stats was one trait that binds all 10 of the happiest U.S. cities together, and it couldn't be more conservative. Overall, the top 10 happiest cities are also home to the highest marriage in rates. In all but one, Arlington, Virginia, married residents make up the majority of the population. Wait, hold up. People lead happier lives wherever they happen to live in the U.S. if they're legally bound to another person. We were told this couldn't be possible by progressives. Surely this situation will stifle one's ability to live out one's truth or something. Alas, it's right there in the survey for all to see. Maybe the Bible was on to something. All right, so on the heels of what we just talked about, about Cosmo Magazine talking about tired males and females, we also have another survey here that shows that people that have marriages are happier, that the 10 top cities are, have a very high marriage rates. So there is a contradiction going on here between the culture and the reality and the principles of marriage. So what really matters and what really counts is if we follow the principles of the Creator. The Creator made one man and one woman. The whole creation process from the animal kingdom all the way down to the very microbes and the electrons and protons. Everything is in positively negative charges. There's these dual characteristics that the Creator created with to make the entire universe operate in a very orderly and systematic fashion. And that's no different with a human condition. When a male and female come together, a positive and negative, it makes a whole unit, a happy unit. The breakdown of society and morality is when we blur the lines between the creation and the principles of the creator. When we are deluded into the idea that there's more than two genders, that there's more than male and female. This is where the confusion comes. That's why there's such a high rate of suicide amongst transgenderism and all the issues surrounding that with chemical castration and transition surgeries that are happening now in our children's hospitals around the country. So as we approach 2023, I hope we can reevaluate this idea of gender fluidity and non-binary. Just creates more confusion, more low self-esteem, and less happiness. All right, headline number three. House Republicans create a panel to investigate abuse by the federal government. From the Wall Street Journal, sources tell me that House Republicans plan to set up a panel under the House Judiciary Committee, tentatively called the Select Com Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Such a panel was among the demands of some GOP holdouts to Kevin McCarthy's bid for speaker. The Republican leader has publicly expressed his support for the subcommittee's creation, which hinges on the rebels' willingness to join the rest of their conference and back him in next Tuesday's vote. The committee's title is a recognition that the recent revelations about government meddling in speech and politics go beyond the FBI. There's plenty yet to discover about the Bureau's sordid Russia collusion hoax 
its duping of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, and its efforts to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story. And a recent batch of Twitter files from journalist Matt Taby includes documents showing a shocking intimacy between the FBI and Twitter as they policed online speech. The nation needs a GOP Congress to get to the bottom of government abuse. Okay, so today they are voting on the McCarthy Speaker House, whether he's going to be elected as Speaker. There are some holdouts. There's a, a group of five, maybe more, maybe nine, ten, I've heard, that are in the debate process. Is, is Kevin McCarthy the best person for the job? He's been known to be a little weak when it comes to certain areas of importance, like the omnibus. Now, I was told he did speak out against it, and it was the Senate that did make the decision to vote on that $1.8 trillion omnibus package at the end of last year. But there's also some other issues, and uh, these are some areas that need to really be uncovered and investigated in the new year with the Republicans in their majority to get to the bottom of uh, the Twitter files to find out exactly what's going on with all the censorship that we've experienced, all the revelations, the shocking revelations that the FBI, the CIA, and the Biden administration were directly involved in censoring speech around the presidential elections and around the vaccines, censoring physicians that were speaking out against the vaccines and alternative therapies to the COVID virus. So these things all need to be uncovered. The Democrats have two years of complete power, and they've hidden a lot of the truth. And now that the Republicans are in power, they need to get to the bottom of a lot of these issues that are still hanging out there that the American people want answers to. And so that's what the battle is right now going on with the speaker. Is he the best person for the job, or is he just going to roll over, treat things as normal, going back to normal business? So uh, let's see. Let's see how the 2023 rolls out. Uh, I would like myself to see some answers to some of these very important questions. All right, headline number two, transitioning kids. As Sweden pulls back, America boldly and barbarically pushes forward. From the National Review, Sweden's National Board of Health just updated its guidelines on the care of children with gender dysphoria and caution is its new watchword. It declares that extended psychosocial explorations are key. From U.S. News, the Swiss government on Wednesday rejected the idea of introducing a third gender option or no gender option for official records, a position which differs from that of some neighboring countries. Responding to two proposals from Parliament, the governing federal council said the binary gender model is still strongly anchored in Swiss society. From the Hill, the past year saw more than two dozen states attempt to enact measures to heavily restrict or ban access to such health care, and at least 20 bills targeting transgender medical care have been pre-filed in at least nine states for 2023. But three states are going in the other direction, with lawmakers filing legislation to protect medical care for transgender people. Dennis Prager, we are, I believe, the worst society in the world in terms of hurting children deliberately in our medical professions. I'm referring specifically to the hormone blockers, mastectomies on girls who are perfectly healthy 
and the like. I think we're the worst society in the world in that regard. Okay, so these, uh, I mean, these issues are right at the top headlines here for 2023. These transitioning uh, surgeries going on at children's hospitals, the puberty blockers. If you've heard any of the testimonies of those that have gone through these procedures and after they've become adults and their regrets and how they have been mutilated physically, spiritually, and they're on constant medications. They have all kinds of other health problems. And they continue to push this stuff. You really wonder where it's coming from. Where is the root of these ideas coming from? It sure, surely isn't from a good God. Surely isn't a heavenly, spiritually uplifting idea. It's very confusing. I mean, it's hard enough to be a male and a female in society today, much less if you have no gender, I mean, it just puts you out there on the far extreme and just makes it even more confusing. And that's why the suicide rates are so high amongst this group of individuals. It's, it's most definitely a psychosocial issue. And the more that the government promotes it at the top by putting these people in high positions, it just validates it for these young people. And it's cool to become a transgender because they're lacking self-esteem or they're looking for approval. So they want to change their characters and emulate the things that they see on social media. So it's really a psychosocial problem. It's a mental illness. And it really needs to stop because it's going to destroy a lot of young people's lives. And when they get older and they wake up and they want to transition back to whatever their chromosomes say, it's just going to be a real mess for them. And it's a really sad situation. All right, headline number one. McCarthy agrees to key concessions as he seeks to lock down speakership. From CNN, House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy outlined some of the concessions that he's agreed to in his campaign for speaker on a Sunday evening conference call, including making it easier to topple the speaker, according to multiple GOP sources on the call. But McCarthy could not say whether he would have the votes for the speakership, even after giving in to some of the right's most hardline demands. Not long after Sunday's call, a group of nine hardliners who had outlined their demands to McCarthy last month put out a new letter saying some of the concessions he announced are insufficient and making clear they're still not sold on him, though they did say progress is being made. From the New York Times, Mr. McCarthy has pledged to fight for the speakership on the House floor until the very end, even if it requires lawmakers to vote more than once, a prospect that now appears to be a distinct possibility. If he were to fail to win a majority on Tuesday, members would take successive votes until someone, Mr. McCarthy, or a different nominee secures enough supports to prevail. That could prompt chaos not seen in the House floor in a century. Hugh Hewitt, the House has important work to do, and the GOP needs to get on with the hard work of governing. The new select committee on China must get underway. The hearings into the FBI and Twitter and big tech's collusion with the Democrats to suppress the Hunter Biden story are long overdue. Indeed, much more should have been organized and ready to go already so that they could start on January the 3rd. All right, so this is... Uh, 
This is healthy. Come on. This is democracy. This is how the founding fathers set up our government, is that we have healthy discussions, that we just don't keep things, uh, you know, the way they've been, because obviously they haven't done a very good job. We're $31 trillion in debt. We have in inflation. We've been printing money. We've been spending money more than, than we've been taking in. And if we just keep going the same way we're going, uh, we're, go- we're going to go bankrupt as a nation, for God's sake. you got the Biden administration that's got an open border. You've got incredible dysfunction with how they fulfill the budget every year. They wait to the last minute and they drop a 4,000-page document that, that people don't have nearly enough time to read and to debate over before they pass it. I mean, we saw some of the ridiculous things that were stuck in that last omnibus bill. The Obama Trail, the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building, billions of dollars. I mean, come on, folks. So let them, let them work it out. They still got a month before those committees get started anyway. Let them debate it out and come to a, um, a consensus. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what the Founding Fathers wanted. It's good to see a little bit of pushback. And put McCarthy on notice. Make sure he knows that uh, he needs to be more serious and address some of the issues that are confronting the American people. That's what they want. That's why they voted the Republicans in. So I say let the debates begin, and I'm sure they'll work it out at some point, and we'll get back to business. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, the 3rd of January, 2023. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can put your name in there and your email address, and we'll send you an email when each episode is released. Thanks for joining us again. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. Have a great start to the new year. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.